Thank you for listening to the Data is My Science podcast, the show that makes data your passion. With your host, Dapper Data. What's up, what's up, what's up, everybody? You are listening to the Data is My Science podcast. The show is Data Your Passion. I am your host, Dapper Data. We are here again, bringing on a special guest. And we're going to make sure that you all understand something about SEO optimization. Okay, what is SEO? SEO is search engine optimization. Okay, and for me, when I look at the definitions and I do my research on SEO, I really understand that it is something that is crucial for every person that has a website. All right. I just started building my website and uh, not even building. I just completed my website. And when I'm going through that process, it was interesting because I really understood what was local SEO. We'll talk a little bit about that. What was global SEO? We'll talk a little bit about that as well. But it's crucial uh, uh, to say the least. And that's because it, it makes your website more visible, whether it's global, local, it doesn't matter. It makes your website more visible. And that means more traffic. All right. We want more traffic so we can get paid out there. Right, everybody? And more opportunities to convert prospects into customers. So that's important. This is vital. This is a vital digital marketing tool. And, and it's good for your brand awareness. It's good for building relationships with your prospects. It's good for positioning yourself as that authoritative figure and trustworthy expert in your field. I have brought on a special guest. As you know, I love to bring on these special guests out here. And his name is Brandon Libowitz. Nice to meet you, Brandon. Say hello to everybody. Hi, thanks for having me on today. Yeah, Brandon. So Brandon runs a company and he he runs and operates the company actually called SEO Optimizers, and it's been going on since since 2007. Am I correct on that? Mm, yep, since 2007, yeah. been helping people out. Yeah, so so Brandon has been a part of a company that has been able to help people out when it comes down to digital marketing uh, across globally. And, 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 and this digital marketing company focuses on helping small and medium-sized businesses get more online traffic, which in turn converts into clients, sales, leads, you name it. All right. Now, so Brandon, I really appreciate you being on the podcast. It's, it's, it's definitely a pleasure. Tell them a little bit about yourself and tell them a little bit about what we call the SEO optimizers. Yeah, man. My name is Brandon Lee Butts and I've been involved with digital marketing since 2007. Kind of just fell into it. I got my degree in business marketing and the first job I got out of school was helping out a company doing their digital, which I didn't really know much about it. I said, don't worry. We don't know much about it either. We're going like, to take you to classes, workshops, and learn alongside with you, which kind of interesting that they would let me do that. But that really got my foot in the door. And I was helping out with their SEO, doing social media marketing, helping out with like Google and paid ads and taking pictures of products, kind of doing it all. And yeah. this is back in 2007. Just realized that probably everyone's going to have a website in the future. And there's a lot of different ways to get traffic, but SEO is just a way to get free traffic. So I really focused on the search engine optimization a little bit more just because I thought, why spend money on ads when you get up there for free? And ever since then, worked at different advertising agencies and always on the side before work, after work, during my lunch break, I work on my own company and 
built it up to where I was able to quit my job and focus solely on this and been doing that ever since. Now, that's awesome. And so, you know, when you look at the website, okay, if you go to the website, it's amazing because um, because th this website here, that you go to seooptimizers.com, all right, on the website, it talks about how they want to be able to build or want to be able to see all of their clients uh, succeed to their maximum potential online. Okay, that online presence is important. Uh, I mean, this day and age, everybody's online. If you're on-premise or if you are uh, maybe a clothing store, right, a retail store, and you are, um, you're, 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 you start off not being online, you are definitely online now, right? I mean, can we agree on that? I mean, and using all the possible online marketing channels that you have there. So when you say all the possible online marketing channels, you know, what do you mean by that? You know, how are you able to help clients succeed through uh, that maximum potential online? Well, I mainly focus on the organic, the free traffic, but there's tons of different ways to get traffic, running like paid ads, doing affiliate marketing, social media, doing sponsorships, doing videos. It just depends on how you want to reach your audience. And the best way is try to hit them where they're at. You got to figure out who your audience is and where they are and try to be in front of them at the right time at the right moment. And if that means you need to be on some platform that you never heard of, but that's where your potential clients are. You got to be there. No, no, you're right. And and when you said focus on online traffic, that's amazing to me because that's a true niche right there that nobody really focuses on. Right. You kind of skip that and we go into like, oh, I got to have to build a ridiculous amount of ads. Right. You know, I mean, I'm probably one of those people who did that. I'm not going to lie. I, I decided to go into the ad game initially with my company. I said, oh, I got to I got to do ads because because everybody's doing it. But then that organic traffic, what do you mean by that organic traffic? You know, how important is that? So when you search on Google, there's ads at the top. Mm -hmm. Those are all paid ads. But right below the paid ads are the organic listings, the free listings. So trying to get you ranking on Google in the free listing. So you're not paying Google every time someone clicks on your ad. Because with ads, anytime someone clicks on it, you're paying Google or whatever platform you're on. A certain amount of money it could be a couple cents it could be a couple dollars it could be a couple hundred dollars per click just for one visitor so that's yeah, quite fast <laughs> no sorry I, I didn't mean to cut you off i was just saying that's me right there paying a couple hundred dollars to learn my lesson <laughs> that's the wrong thing to do you know and you know you're right like organic traffic is any traffic that comes to your site from the search engine you know but that doesn't require uh, being paid for. And so that's important to understand that organic traffic, that's what you want, right? You know, I guess, would you say, Brandon, that when you're thinking about anything outside of organic traffic, that's when, not necessarily that you're desperate, but it's more of, okay, you've already um, focused in on organic traffic enough to now you need something to add on, add on to, is that, would you say that? I would start right away with as many traffic sources as possible because oh. organic is going to take six months or more. So in the meantime, a lot of people will run paid ads to supplement that waiting time period. And also social media is a way to immediately break in. You want to be capturing emails so you can start emailing people and mm -hmm. have in as many places as possible to have those multiple, multiple touch points. So people start trusting you more and, and that's going to help out a lot. 
Okay, okay, okay. So, okay, all right. So what would you say are three essential SEO data points that you need to focus on? If I was to get an SEO, what are three essential SEO data points that I care about, right? I mean, I'm only asking this because when I looked through SEO and I went through adding my website, uh, it, it, you know, they, they talked about excessive scrolling. They talked about uh, publishing frequency. They talked about server speed and core web vitals. Um, what are your thoughts on three essential uh, SEO data points out there? Well, SEO is like a puzzle. There's a lot of pieces that you want to put together to build that puzzle, but some are a lot bigger than others. And if you're looking for the three important SEO tactics, then I would say content. The more content you have on your website, the better off you're going to be able to rank or mm -hmm. Google is going to be able to read and understand what keywords that you're trying to target. So having text, then having backlinks, because without backlinks, Google doesn't trust you and Google's not going to rank a website without backlinks. But those are the two most important things. But if you're looking at like, data specifically, like Google Analytics, and I would say the more important things are like what position you're in, like tracking month over month, week over week, what keywords you want to rank for, what position mm -hmm. you're in. Also looking at where your traffic's coming from. Is it coming from Google? LinkedIn, Facebook, Twitter, YouTube, Pinterest, from emails, from people just typing in directly, like where does your traffic come from? That's really, really, really important to look at. Probably the most important data point that I look at in analytics. And also like what pages get the most traffic. <clears throat> so if you're an e-commerce website, you can see which products get the most traffic or your blog, you can see which blog posts get the most traffic. And then you can also see like, all right, this product gets the most traffic, but also this page has the most amount of people leaving immediately. So maybe something's wrong with it, not mm. fix it. Maybe the price is too high. Maybe it loads slowly. Maybe it doesn't look good on mobile, but that's where you kind of figure out and piece that puzzle together. Why am I getting so much traffic, but no one's converting or everyone's leaving. Something's off. Right, right. So do you use certain tools like Google um, Analytics or is this something that you built? Uh, how, how are you analyzing some of these, uh, these data points out there? You have to use any tool to track, but Google Analytics is free and it's from Google and it's going to pretty much tell you the entire story of everything you want to know and more. It's like data overload. And more, so right? <laughs> it's the best. And it's free. So I would go with that. I wouldn't trust any other ones like Facebook Analytics isn't going to show you the whole story. They're going to show you what they want you to see or Google. Mm. They're not going to show you everything, but Google Analytics will show you the whole story. Oh, yeah, that's a good point because they're probably more unbiased, right? You know, they're not focused on their own site or website or anything like that. They're kind of hitting it from that that central location to hit multiple different sources. So they don't have ties to one or the other, right? Not unless they're being paid under covers or something. I don't know. Something that we don't know about. But, but yeah, okay, 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 great. So how important is it is is data when it comes down to that, right? I mean, a lot of times we don't understand how important analyzing and and focusing on the data day to day you know when making decisions regarding certain things like seo do you take a lot of time really diving deep into the data behind the scenes to help make decisions regarding seo mm -hmm. yep because the data is there and if you use the data you can make statistically informed decisions about your website instead of just guessing saying oh let me oh this is my top page or this page gets me the most traffic you're just guessing, but you could see the data there. You could see, all right, this page is getting me 80% of my traffic, but no right. one converting. Let me fix this page. But without that, you're just kind of going at it in the dark, not knowing what's working or it's not working. And 
data is invaluable. So start tracking sooner than later. Don't hold back because the more data, the better. Even if you're getting one or two people to your website, that's still some data they can use to make statistically informed decisions. Of course, you want to get more data, but if you're getting one or two visitors, I would still be tracking everything. Right, right. So for your company, going back to SEO optimizers, if you were to say, all right, this is the right amount of data we need for you to track prior to doing work, or or do you, it doesn't matter, right? Do you start off with uh, uh, green? Do you start off green where you actually say, hey, where you actually say, hey, look, I don't care if you've been tracking data at all, we're going to start tracking data with you. Yep. Unfortunately, a lot of companies aren't tracking or don't have access to the analytics that they have. So they're kind of locked out and we got to start all over again. Mm -hmm. It's a lot better if you have some data, but if not, it's not a problem, but it does help out. So, so I always recommend to everyone start tracking sooner than later, because you want to have that data. That data is there for you to access it. You just need to tap into it, log in, create an account on Google analytics, and you'll start getting that free data from them. Right, right, right. And that's important. You know I mean? Like we just talked about some of those three essential SEO data points that you mentioned and then I mentioned. I mean, there's search console impressions. There's excessive scrolling, right? There's a reading behavior out there, right? And then I, re I remember, you know, even going down to like mobile, um, uh, mo mobile, mobile data, right? You know, when you're looking at what are you Android or, or, or iPhone user? So there's so much data out there to collect. Why not just collect all of it? And then we need to make bring in an expert like yourself and your company to help make some of the decisions. At least they have some data to look at. A lot of times, I'm sure. I mean, you can you can speak to this uh, more often than not. You probably go into a company where you're, they're not even collecting uh, um, half of the data they should be collecting. I mean, would you agree on that? Or they're just not collecting anything at all. <laughs> for Google Analytics, they'll check everything for you. It's not like you have to set up any extra step. I mean, there's some extra things, parameters, if you want to track conversions and things like that. But once you set up Google Analytics, it's going to track pretty much everything you need, except for mm -hmm. conversions. That's where you have to set up the conversion goals saying, all right, this is what a conversion is for me. If someone fills mm -hmm. out a form, that's a conversion. Or someone calls me, that's a conversion. Or if you're e-commerce, someone buys a product, and checks out fully on the cart, that'll be a conversion. So you have to let Google know that because they're not going to know what your conversion goal is, but they'll be able to track everything else for you just by you creating that account, putting that tracking code on your website, you're going to get everything you need to know and more. It's just the conversions. That's where you have to set that up and some other little minor tweaks that are kind of technical that don't want to dive too deep because they get kind of confusing and Google cool. Analytics is changing over to GA4 pretty soon. So it's going to move everything around and it's all yeah. going to be very different. So it's tough to explain saying, hey, do this when in a few months it that feature might be gone. I mean, who knows? Or they might revert back and bring some of the old features that they're moving back. But we'll have to see what happens with that because I'm sure not too many people are happy about a change because this is a big change. Who analytics hasn't changed in a long time. And I know. I'm thinking why why would they change if they've already they're getting so much traction the way they are? You know, I know it's good to have upgrades here and there, but why make such a big change when you're when you're getting so much traction the way it is? I mean, do, do you have any thoughts on that? I mean, it's nothing related to what we're talking about, but just thinking about it, you know. 
Yeah, I forgot. I haven't looked too deep into why they changed it, but I know they have a good reason behind it. My friend was explaining it, but because he does a lot of data analytics and it makes a lot of sense why they're changing it, but it gets a little confusing and technical. Yeah, yeah, definitely, definitely. It's a lot. So, I mean, in my opinion, I know we just discussed this, you know, data alone really does, it really can impact marketing decisions, right? Can impact a lot of decisions that we're making out here. So, you know, I, I really want to understand, just diving a little bit deeper and understanding what do you recommend for new companies, right? You know, if you are a new company out here, I'm a new company, say I'm Dapper Data, a new company coming in. I just started my website. You know, I want to get more website traffic. What do you recommend for those companies as far as gaining more website traffic? You know, it could be top three, whatever it is. Yeah, no, the most important thing is content on the page, mm -hmm. having text and having those backlinks. Those backlinks and content are what ranks websites. Everything oh. else is kind of important, but it's not as important as the content on your pages, making sure it's good original text on every single page and making sure you have backlinks. Without those two things, especially backlinks, it's pretty much impossible to rank on Google. Google's whole algorithm started based off backlinks, still heavily based off backlinks to this day. It's changed a lot how they look at them, but it's still primarily based off backlinks, getting other websites to talk about you. So if you're reading an article in like the newyorktimes.com and in there it says Brandon Leibowitz and you click on it and it goes to my website, then I'd be getting a backlink from the newyorktimes.com. So the more websites that talk about you, the more trust Google's gonna give to you and then they look at the keywords on your website, but it doesn't work the other way around. Without those backlinks, you're not going to get any traction, unfortunately. And that's really the most important things. There's over 200 ranking factors in Google's algorithm changes every single day. So it's tough to stay up to date with all the small ones. Like you mentioned a lot of like page speed and all that stuff, but that has such a little value on rankings. Like you could go to Google page speed insights, which is a free tool from Google. And I'll show you how fast your website loads. And you could search on Google for your competition, search for your, on Google for your keywords. See who's on that first page of Google. I can almost guarantee that all of them are going to fail that page speed test because speed oh. is important, but it's not that important yet for Google's algorithm, but it's very important for people. Like when a person goes to your website, if it loads in five seconds on mobile, they're probably gonna hit that back button. So page speed is important for people, but for their SEO side of things, it's not as important as a lot of people say it is. It definitely has some impact on rankings, but there's a lot of other variables that have a much larger part in their algorithm, like those backlinks and mm -hmm. the text on your website. Those two things alone are probably the most important. And if they make those optimizations, they will 100% see an increase in traffic. If you just focus on page speed or mobile friendliness, things like that, you're not gonna see any movement. Or if you just focus on content, without building backlinks, you're not gonna see any movement, unfortunately. No, that's interesting. Can you dive deeper into uh, helping the novice folks on this audience and this audience understand what backlinks are really quick? Yeah, so backlinks are just clickable links from other websites that point to yours. So if you're reading an article on the latimes.com or entrepreneur or any website and it mentions your company, then you'd be getting a backlink from that website. So you need other websites to mention you and talk about you. Right, right, right. Are, are those paid sometimes where, where you have to pay somebody to really put their, your link on on their site to do a backlink connection? Sometimes, but you're not supposed to pay for them. You're supposed to just okay. Okay. 
sometimes websites will say, hey, pay me and we'll put you on here. So unfortunately, Google doesn't want that. And if you get caught doing that, they'll actually penalize you. But there's thousands, millions of different ways to build backlinks. So it's all about getting creative and looking at what your competition is doing because there's tools that will show you all of your competitors' backlinks. And then one by one, you can start reaching out to those sites and see if they would link back to you. Because if they're linking out to your competitor, they probably link out to you. You just got to figure out what angle to pitch it to them or how are they getting this backlink? Do they do mm. an article, a sponsorship? Do they do a press release? Do they do a, a podcast? Do they do whatever it may be to get some visibility and exposure on other websites? Yeah, yeah. I mean, if you look up, uh, if you look up what to do when you first start, right? They don't even mention some of the things you mentioned, right? Like the content, the text, the backlink. That's why you're the expert, right? Because they talk about more. Uh, things like, oh, choose a, con a concise and effective uh, domain name, right? Focus on that. Or they talk about maybe deciding if you want to build the site yourself, use outside help or mix or both or creating. They do talk about creating content. I remember talking about that uh, before you launch and then outline a content calendar or something like that. But when you're talking about SEO and you already have done some of those things they mentioned, I think the the like the content itself on the page, the con the text on the page, the backlinks are probably are very vital. You know, it's something that those those are the top three things things that probably will get you uh, ridiculous my trap. Would you say that's the same thing for like going on YouTube or something like that as well? Google owns YouTube, but oh, yeah. their algorithm is a little different. They're looking at more of like watch time, how long someone watches your video. If you have an hour long video and you have a million views, but everyone watched it for five seconds and then stop, bad user experience. So that's actually gonna downgrade you. So it's not the number of views, likes, comments, shares, I mean, embeds, all that stuff helps out, but really depends on how engaged people are with the video and also how many people share it. They embed it on third-party sites, but, and building backlinks a little bit, transcribing the video because text is so very important. You can't, they can't read video, I mean, they're getting better at it, but they can't really understand videos yet. So if you could transcribe it or timestamp it, that really has a huge impact on rankings. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Okay. Yeah. So, I mean, if you are starting out, would you say the SEO optimization probably is the, maybe the top three things you should do when starting out with your website? It just depends on your ultimate goals, but SEO is going to be the best long-term strategy because that's going to bring you more traffic and definitely free traffic where you're not paying every time someone clicks on it, your website on an ad, which the ads do work. It's just making sure you get a positive return on your ad spend. If you're spending more money than you're making, then gotta cut the ads out. But if you're making a profit on those ads, then you can keep running those ads. It's not a problem. Social media is always great, but Social media, you're just renting space off platforms. You don't own any of that content. You don't own anything on Facebook or Instagram or YouTube. You're just giving them free content for them to share and monetize and make money off of you. So I would say, and also engagement drops so much that it's really pay to play platform. So diversifying and not just putting all your eggs in one basket and just focusing on one thing because ultimately your website is yours. You own that website forever. You control it. Everything else, you're just renting space off other platforms. Yeah, I mean, and and it's interesting because a lot of times people 
are looking for that ROI, right? They're looking for that ROI when they're when they're when they're when they're going through uh, their process of building uh, websites or or spending money or ads. They want to be able to make sure that they're getting a good return on investment, right? Not wasting money for years and years just to you know doing trial and error, right, Brandon? I mean, a lot of times doing trial and error just to make sure, like, hey, two years from now, I know that this works. But it may change by the time two years from now comes. I mean, uh, for me, those type of things are so tough, you know, when, when really trying to dive into it for your own specific business. Are there any recommendations, like, of where to start? I mean, I know that people say, hey, look, get as many resources or sources as possible of data. Um, or is, it, is that the right way to go to really get what really works for you? And every website, every business is going to be different. So it's just understanding who your audience is and where they are. That's really what matters is you got to figure out where your audience is at. You don't need to be everywhere. You just need to be where your audience is at. And, but you do want to be in multiple places because you don't want to put all your eggs in one basket and then find out right. all of a sudden people stop using LinkedIn or Instagram or people stop using TikTok and you just focused on that only. Then like now I got to restart or start all over again. So it's good to diversify and just because you never know what's going to happen. There is no constant. There's only change with digital marketing. So it's constantly evolving and changing. And you just need to stay up to date with all those changes and just try to look out for new trends, new merging things that might take off. Right, right, right. Well, that's great advice. I want to dive a little bit deeper into uh, what we call local SEO and global SEO. Okay, I want to... I want the audience to really understand the differences and why does that matter, you know, and, and from your opinion, when you look at local SEO versus global SEO, what are your thoughts on that? What are the differences there? It just depends on again, the type of business you have. If you're a restaurant in Los Angeles. You probably don't care about ranking all over the country. You just mm -hmm. want to rank around Los Angeles and maybe a, 20 mile radius because after that people probably wouldn't drive there so or it just depends on how many options there are but you want to try to figure that out like if you're a local mm -hmm. business mm -hmm, yep so if you're a local business then you want to have a local presence if you're selling like t-shirts or hats or clothing you might have a physical store that you want people to come to then you want to do local seo but also you could sell it globally it doesn't matter so you could also have that presence where you're trying to rank all over the world. So it depends on your strategy or who, you, who you're targeting. If you have a physical location or if you're a plumber, doctor, lawyer, you have a service area that you want to focus on, then you want to focus on local SEO, which is really trying to get you more on like Google Maps and getting you ranked on Yelp and getting you more, more exposure on the maps versus global. You want just that exposure on Google, not really the maps on Google. Right, right. And does uh, SEO optimizers help out with both? It doesn't matter. No, no, it can help out with both. Either way, working on local businesses, national, global brands, it all is feasible. Okay, okay, great, great. Yeah, I, I, I've always tried to figure out, you know, what was more uh, sustainable or better for my company. Uh, for me, you know, working, working where I could expand globally. Uh, definitely global global SEO is better, right? Those companies that aren't restricted to one or limited locations, that was the global global SEO. 
But then you have those ones, like you said, your local mom and pop shops, uh, uh, local stores. I'm pretty sure on Santa Monica Beach out there, they have a lot of them out there that are that are ready to go and they need a lot of local SEO help. Whereas the name suggests that focuses on the local keywords, right? You know, targeting specific, uh, I guess, geo-targeted keywords and, and phrases that are unique to them. So, you know, thank you. Thank you for that. And as everybody knows, I love to end with what I call a dope nugget. I really appreciate you being on the podcast, Brandon. You have killed it. You have been a great help. From my perspective, when listening to what you have said, uh, I, I really want the audience to understand, regardless local, global SEO, that you just, um, that, that, that SEO is important, no matter what. And uh, you just build a website, whether you, whether you just build a website or whether you have uh, had a website for years, SEO is important. And SEO being that search uh, engine optimization is important as a way to really direct traffic to your website. And Brandon here and his company, they can really help out with that. They can help you become visible to potential customers. They can help you uh, direct traffic to your website, as I mentioned before. You know, however, it's not only about the keywords you're ranking for, it's also about how you use them from what Brandon said. So is there anything that you want to leave the audience, Brandon, with? I would just say be patient with SEO. It takes time. Unfortunately, it's not immediate, but as long as you keep <laughs> working at it and building it up and building it up, you'll see that traffic increase. But don't get discouraged if you don't just see that those instant results. It does take time. So just be patient with it and if you do the right things that we talked about, then Google is going to reward you and you'll see, see that traffic increasing and increasing and increasing. Yeah, no, no, that was great. And I, I, I remember you did mention something about long term, right? You know, and that kind of stuck with me because a lot of times people probably don't understand that, um, that this is a long term strategy, you know, and you probably have to make adjustments over time as you monitor the data, you have to make adjustments based off of what you see, right? I mean, am I correct in saying that? Yep, it's always constantly being changes <laughs> to it. So it's not just set and forget it. We're going to be optimizing and updating the website, making changes and continuously showing Google that you are relevant and that you should be ranked for those keywords. Because if you stop making changes, Google's going to think that you are no longer in business and they might think that you've kind of gone out of business. So got to update it and make those changes, add to your blog, add more content, just keep it updated. Right. right, And that's the one thing you don't want Google to do is make, make you seem like you're irrelevant because mm -hmm. that's, I think the job is to make you want them to be irrelevant. You want to be irrelevant. Uh, you want to be relevant. Sorry, you want to be relevant with with Google, but being irrelevant. Oh my goodness, you know that's 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 what you don't want to do. You know. So, thank you again, Brandon. I appreciate it. Now, everybody, you know, I like to really end with a game I call overrated, underrated. And this game allows you, as an audience member, to understand that we are very technical, we dive deep, we have a lot of technical fun all the time. We like to throw out all kinds of those buzzwords, but we dive really deep, right, into all kinds of different things related to technology. But we do care about some of the stuff that you care about, and we do have opinions about some of the stuff you you, you have opinions about. So 
we play a game called Overrated, Underrated. I got the game from Gary V, uh, a motivational speaker that I follow, as you all know. And uh, are you ready for the game, Brandon? Good to go. Let's do it. All right. Okay. I'll ask a series of questions. There can be five to seven questions. And I'll, well, actually, they're really topics. And you get to decide whether it's overrated, underrated, or right where it needs to be. All right. Ready? Yep. Travel. Underrated, probably. No, yeah, I, I agree too. You know, in my opinion, there's no right or wrong answer, but, you know, I love traveling. You know, what are your thoughts? You travel a lot? Mm-hmm, yeah, try to travel as much as possible to get out, explore that world. So definitely yeah. Do more. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, snow cones. Um, just where they need to be. They're uh-huh. Do you have them once in a while? But ice cream is a little bit better. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I do love some ice cream, right? That's my weak spot, man. Ice cream. Mm, yeah, snow cones are all right, but ice cream is way better. Yeah, for some reason, every like every six times that snow cones are presented to me, I'll get it. Right? Just because I feel like I want to relive my childhood memories or something. I don't know. I don't know what it is. You know? Yeah, no, no, definitely get those old memories, but I don't know. I just feel like it's just ice cubes with sugar all over it. So, <laughs> what's your favorite ice cream? Ice cream is the best. No, what's your favorite? What's your favorite ice cream? I like cookies and cream. Cookies and cream. Okay, I'm butter pecan man myself. Man. Nice. That is a good one too. All right, <laughs> all right. television. Overrated. Maybe, but just yeah, yeah. On what you watch, how much you're watching it. But TV is probably not the best thing to be sitting around all day watching. There's a lot of other things that you'd be, be doing. And mm. I know it just consumes your whole like mind, your whole plans. You know, I mean, sometimes I get a chance to watch TV, right, with my wife, and then I'm sitting there just thinking, man, I wish I could be doing something related to my business or coding or something, you know, don't tell her she doesn't watch this podcast. So it doesn't matter. <laughs> yeah. All right. Santa Monica beach. Overrated probably maybe too many people really? tourists are coming out here. So we got to yeah. stop the tourism and keep it nice and clean because it's getting a little too much right now, but. It's a great place to be, definitely. Love living out here around the west side or in Santa Monica, but definitely too many people coming out here. Too many tourists. <laughs> All right, skateboarding. Just where it needs to be. It got in the Olympics, so I feel like it's getting that visibility and exposure that it needs to get right now. And I don't think there's much higher than it could get than the Olympics, so pretty big. Are you because you are a skateboarder. Mm-hmm, yeah. Love skateboarding. That is one of my passions. Are you going to trial for the Olympics? No, not that <laughs> good, unfortunately. So, Olympic trial. So, got stuck with my day job. <laughs> All right, last two: the dental, the dental office, or the doctor's office. They're just where they need to be at. Well, I mean, I could use some improvement with the healthcare system and insurance and 
doctors and big pharma. So I don't know if it's there. It needs to be probably needs a lot of improvements, but they definitely help out, especially nowadays with modern medicine, but still a lot that could be done, I think, to improve it. Yeah. All right. Summertime. Well, summertime is the best time of the year, but it's always summer in California and LA. So never really <laughs> change the seasons out here, but summer is awesome. Definitely like the longer daylight, but the weather is always the same out here. So it never really changes. I mean, maybe it gets five, 10 degrees cooler, but other than that, it's always that constant 60, 70 degree weather out here. All right. You don't need to make us feel bad, Brandon, man. You don't need to make us feel bad, man. Yeah. No, no. That heat wave right now, it's in the 80s, which is hot for us, but that's oh, not yeah. We're getting about 70s right now, low 70s. In the morning time, it's like 50-something, you know, and I just dread, I dread the the winter time, and I hate it with a passion. So, you know, I'm I'm a summer baby, born in July, and so I love warm weather. You know, I, I would rather be hot, and I could take layers off to be cold. I don't know how many layers I need for it. You know, I don't know if it's my toes are cold or my head is cold. I don't know. So, uh, but no, Brandon, thank you for being on the Data's My Science podcast. Audience, thank you for listening to the Data's My Science podcast, the show that makes data your passion. I'm your host, Dapper Data. Where can they reach you at, Brandon? And is there anything that you're promoting right now? Uh, so everyone that wants to learn more, I created a special gift for them. If they go to my website, SEO, optimizers.com that's seo optimizers.com forward slash gift they can find that there along with my contact information and a bunch of classes i've done over the years are all up there for free and also if they want to book some time on my calendar for a free website analysis from an seo point of view i'm happy to dive in and check out the website see what's working what's not working and how to get those got to get them to the level that they want to be at so if they want to book some time my calendar they can do that all there on that page all right and is there anything as far as that goes or and shoot i might i might need to ping you on that but uh, is there anything that they need to know prior to um going in or you, you they fill out a form and all that stuff you know and then you'll get a chance to to get some more information on them yeah just go there check out those classes and if you want to book the time on the calendar then you need a website but classes and all that stuff, I would say check that out sooner than later because that one you don't really need a website for. It will help out, but don't necessarily need it. But if you want me to analyze your website, you need to have a website. Otherwise, there's not much I could really analyze. All right. And thank you, audience, for listening to Data Bus on Podcast. You can always reach me at Mr. Dapper Data or any one of the social media platforms. Definitely check out my book at www.mrdapperdata.com forward slash dapper book. I appreciate you all joining the podcast as usual. Love you all. Peace. Thank you for listening to the Data is My Science podcast, the show that makes data your passion. With your host, Dapper Data.